0: Okay. Turn to Numbers chapter twenty. Numbers chapter twenty is where we're going to read.
1: <clears throat>
0: okay. Uh, main verse here. Let me get this. Uh, nigel you read numbers twenty seven through twelve Brian you're going to read numbers 20 verse seven uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. can you read numbers twenty uh, verse 12 tony mark first peter 2 twenty three. Okay, stories told of a little girl that went to church for the first time, heard the preacher preach. And uh, in the middle of the service, she asked her daddy, why is that man shouting at the people? Does he want to take them out and give them a spanking? And uh, that sometimes is how a sermon can feel is uh, if the preacher is just shouting at the people because of emotion. And the text that we're going to read, Moses alters his destiny because he allowed his emotions to interfere with his ministry to the people so uh this is going to be one of those you file away for the future i'm dealing with preaching and uh, the subject of preaching if you become a preacher pastor someday we're talking about emotions in preaching number seven uh, 20 verse seven through 12 then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother
1: Aaron, gather the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, "Here now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them.
0: Okay. Emotions and preaching. Let's talk about emotions and the message. We are uh, emotional creatures we feel things that's one of the great things of uh, being human is you can feel there's all kinds of wonderful feelings emotions that you can have whether they are natural and inbuilt or whether they you know some people naturally feel all kinds of good emotions or whether it's a reaction when something happens wonderful emotion is very normal if you are uh, uh, absolutely have no emotion there's probably something wrong Uh, in you but the problem is many feelings that we feel are negative they're not good we feel fear pain sorrow disappointment irritation anger outrage resentment confusion depression and probably more that I didn't have on this list and so if you want to be a preacher in the scripture Moses hears a message from God that is speak to the rock and water will come out And then, of course, when you hear a message, your job is to accurately deliver to people what you hear. But in the scripture, emotions affect perceptions. What you see is determined often by what you feel. Uh, Verse 7, Numbers 20, verse 7. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying... Okay, so uh well the one i was after is take the rod and speak to the rock before their eyes so uh so hearing the message but then what he said were two different what what happened between okay got it god and then what you say and the difference was emotion so it affected what he heard emotion can do that it'll affect what you see and uh, by what you feel, by all of these kinds of things. So, if you, in emotion, and some of the common ones to uh, preachers is irritation and anger. If you're irritated and angry, then what they see, even when they read the Bible, is irritations and things that make them angry. And so this is fascinating. We just did uh, sermon workshops, is generally... That is uh, pastors getting together we're teaching them instructing them uh something about preaching then we put together sermons and uh, fascinating to me some guys you know any input what they want to add in is yeah judas hung himself and uh, the rebels and you know they cut the heads off the prophets of baal and jezebel and that's what they that's so they're reading the same book that i'm reading but their irritation is causing them to see things that totally different than perhaps uh, I'm seeing. Matter of fact, I, there's a, a pastor, I challenged him one time, I'm, I'm hearing him preach and in his preaching, he's taking personal shots at people who have disappointed him. He's uh, talking about Judas and Jezebel and all. So I challenge, him, like, bro, why? Why, why? why don't you just preach on the love of God? Why don't you preach something good? And, and he, he looked mystified, he said, If I take those things out, what else is there to preach? (laughs) So, so, and one of the things that can happen is irritation, emotion can cause you to miss what's going on in your people's lives. Proverbs tells us to know the state of your flocks. You got to know what's going on. If you've been here this year in COVID when there is an incredible amount of fear, and confusion and uncertainty, you have heard lots of sermons that are encouraging. That's deliberate because that's what's going on in the flock. When people are confused and hanging on by a fingernail, that's not the time to bash on Jezebel. Okay, so, but if irritation, anger will cause you to miss that, not even realize. You're you're just looking at what is ticking you off. And uh, so some Uh, A great danger for preachers is to come to the point when every sermon is three things that tick the pastor off. That's Moses here. All he's doing is, I'm irritated. Let me tell you what's irritating me about you. And uh, that's not healthy. Emotions do a second thing. They make the message personal. So it affects your perception. Secondly, it makes the message personal. Verse 10, must we fetch water out of the rock? So now he's taking God's word. God told him to do something. He's taking God's word and using it as a a way of beating on people who have wounded his honor. uh, You know, whatever. So listen, the word of God is not about you. It's about God. And it's not about what you want. It's about what God wants. In the scripture, God didn't say, Moses, I want you to do whatever you think best, whatever you're feeling. No, God said. So emotions make the message personal. Thirdly, they affect our delivery. Uh, Verse 10 and 11, Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation. Uh, Must we, hear now you rebels, must we fetch water out of the rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with the rod he smote or struck the rock twice. So what begins with a message from god now moses turns it into a beating right you wrote must i so this is sometimes how men can preach it's clear when they're preaching they're upset about something and there there may be people in church have no idea what he's upset about but something is clearly irritating we we had marvin wells uh that last week week before remember the story he told Of when he first came, he mentioned this. You've just come to the church, and the man who was pastoring at that time, he's not in the fellowship anymore, but he said he would preach totally angry, and it would cause Marvin to ask a guy, Did I do something? Why is he angry? Did I do something wrong? And the guy, you know, he was preaching in encouragement. The guy would say, No, no, he's just trying to make a point. Well, I'm glad. That was awesome that he had his friend encouraging, but why did his friend have to do that in the first place? this guy's preaching you a sermon is a beating that is not what a sermon is let's talk secondly about damaging emotions so one of the one of the myths and uh, you can write this down so that you never say it and that is uh, through the years I've heard men say I preach better when I'm angry Um, you know I've also had people tell me that they dance really good when they're drunk but uh, that's not true (laughs) You think that you're dancing great, but everybody else thinks you're an idiot, right? You're making a fool of yourself. I I kind of feel that about preachers who think I preach hot when I'm angry, is nobody else thinks so. That's uh, that's just you. So unhealthy emotion damages people's ability to hear from us. So if your emotion is offending people unnecessarily, I, I have no problem telling people the truth. Of course, what I preach sometimes will not be appreciated because it's convicting. That's fine. But that's because the word is convicting, not because I preach it in a demeaning, attacking, angry way. That's two very different things. So Peter whacked off Malchus' ear with his sword, right? So if you cut somebody's ear off, what's the natural result? They're not going to be able to listen to you very well after you just chop their ear off, right? And that is true in preaching. You want to make sure you don't chop off the people's ability to hear. What a shame. You undermine all the other good things. Moses, what a guy, man. He went and stared down Pharaoh. Awesome. Believe God. Miracles. Get him across the Red Sea. Food from heaven. All that. And yet, his emotion winds up ruining his ministry. That's foolish. That doesn't make sense. And then finally, unhealthy emotion stops the blessing of god in our ministry so god doesn't bless us when we dishonor him what's interesting in this scripture is that he says that uh, that i may be hallowed in other words people's opinions of god are affected by how you're acting and god says that's not acceptable okay you're upset you had a bad day you're mad about something so you're you're speaking like a jerk so the problem is they think god's a jerk but by the way you're treating them and god says that's absolutely not acceptable so when you are giving god a bad reputation then you come to him and say god bless me give me fruitfulness help my life give me miracles and money and god says no that's not how it works so it it damaging what what happens in guys who is, they uh, have unhealthy emotions in ministry or pastoring is it limits the size of your ministry now there are people they like to be beat right there are masochists in the world they uh, preach your hard brother so my my observation is number one anybody who is is really like that yeah i like it. Yeah, tell us straight jam us you know rip our heads off <laughs> i generally discover that kind of person is not doing it They just, they think, yeah, we did it because I let him beat on me for a while. It was, yeah, it was, why don't you just do it? And he wouldn't have to beat on you, right? So there will be a small number of people who like, you can be as rude as you like, you can jam, you can do whatever you want, and they will keep coming back. But very few. So emotion and ministry has a self-limiting factor. So what you're going to need is masochists who like someone to beat on them that's the only kind of people you have in your church There's very hopefully there's very few of those in the world right and then you derail your ability to go on ministry verse 12 you will not bring this assembly into the land so i had plans for you you can't fulfill it not because i don't have power to fulfill it but because your emotion caused damage let's look finally at controlling emotions in the Bible, God requires men, and especially men of God, to control their emotions. First Timothy three gives us the famous uh, qualifications for being a pastor. Three of those are emotional, temperate, sober-minded, not quarrelsome. All of those ha- are having the ability to control your emotions. You have to. You want to be a man of God. You have to learn all kinds of emotions have to be controlled and so sometimes god demands that men of god put their emotions aside and function why for the good of the people i don't feel i don't care if you feel the people need i'm upset i don't care if you're upset the people need two times in the bible god forbid his ministers aaron and ezekiel they had Aaron, his sons, died. Ezekiel, his wife, died. And God forbid them to mourn. That's a rough rule. You will not. You're going to go and you're going to keep on functioning. And of course, Old Testament, that's extreme. There's nothing wrong with mourning in death. But he's making a point. God is greater than what you feel. And the needs of people are greater than what you feel. So, if you can control your emotions, you're going to save yourself a lot of trouble. How many of you here, you'll be honest for a minute by a show of hands, how many of you here your emotions have caused you trouble in the past? That's anger, or, you know, depression, whatever. Okay, so if you could learn to control your emotions, you'll save yourself a lot of trouble. You ever you ever said something stupid because of how you're feeling and then later on there man I shouldn't have said that. Well, if you could have controlled yourself in the first place, you wouldn't have needed to apologize, or, or uh, uh, what else. And, and uh, then, of course, um, if, if you know, if, emo- if what I said earlier is true, if your emotion causes people to resist you, they get up, they don't like how you're speaking, so they won't receive you. Then, if you can control your emotions, you have a better chance of people receiving what you have to say. Then, when we control our emotions, God blesses our ministry. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example. 1 Peter 2, 23. Uh There you go. There you go.
1: Who men, uh, I'm sorry, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed to himself, committed himself to that judgment, judge righteously.
0: Okay, so I uh, like this. I think in the New Living Translation or New Century, when they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who judges uh, justly. So there is a blessing of God on that. And and uh, in in my ministry, I've had uh, through the years. You know, people are people. Sometimes they are irritating. I've had people that I've had, I've I've had enough of them. Seriously, and everything within me wants to tell them what I think of them, but I don't. And I pray and leave to God. And sometimes I've had those people that were extremely irritating at one point, but God did a miracle in them. They moved on, so I think, hmm, it was a good thing that I didn't act how I felt like acting. Instead, I let God help and do that. And then, of course, when you control your emotions, it gives you credibility with people. There's some people, I don't know if you understand this, ministry people are watching you all the time. They watch everything you do, everything you say, how you act. They're, they're paying attention, even if you don't realize it. And Years ago, we went through uh, right in a row. We had some deaths in the family. I had to uh, had discipline my daughter. Uh, numbers of things going on all at the same time. Sometime later, I don't know, a year later or whatever, uh, somebody in Sunday school made a comment, and they were referring to what was going on in the pastors at that time. And uh, they said, it gives me peace and confidence when we see the pastors function in spite of what they're feeling. So I wasn't doing right so that I was doing right because it's right. That's was doing right because it's right. But but what was happening is people were watching that. Right. And You know, there would have been people if I said, I don't have a sermon tonight. I am upset. There would have been people. I hear you, dude. Yeah. But, but it gives people confidence, you function. That, that, that helps them. And then, uh, you know, this is, this is how it works out uh, in life. Uh, years ago, as a young pastor, I, I uh, read a book by a, a pastor named Vance Havner, famous old preacher, in one of the sermons uh, in it. It's the sermon he preached a couple hours after his wife died. Think about it. His wife dies, he gets up in the pulpit and he preaches. I remember reading that, and I was like, no way. How could you do that? I see this. I see Pastor Lamb was able to preach the funeral for the death of his son. You know that I preached the men's discipleship a few hours after Pastor died. And so you do that because it's right, but it's, it's interesting. I, I would receive comments from people. They took note of that. That you function, you do right, regardless of what's going on in your life. So that helps you. And that is uh, uh, my lesson on emotions in preaching. Okay, I'm going to open for some questions then. Something you want to know. Something you want to ask. Zach. So how do you preach on issues that maybe do bother you or they are irritating at
1: that time without being, you know, without... Well,
0: sure. I mean, first rule of thumb, if you can't, don't. You know, if you can't control it, don't. Um, and then you have to honestly look at it. Is this genuinely true or... So there's something that is extremely irritating to me. I might leave it for a while until I cool down. Um, uh, secondly, I have to be honest. Is this really a problem or is that just what I'm feeling? And then, of course, you have to try to uh, restrain, and that's that, that's part of it in preaching, that you don't. And, and part of that is having a good wife. You know, my wife through the years has helped me. You know, you know today you preach with your arrogant face. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. You, know, you seem like you were angry. Those are those are things. And so, yeah. Is there certain words you stay
1: away from? Let's say you're irritated.
0: Most four-letter ones. I try not. You people, or something along
1: those line. is that where you?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. That, that's that's you know that's common sense in speaking. Yeah, you people is never. <laughs> in certain places, that would cause you a lot of problems. But yeah, so yeah, you you uh, often what we're preaching is it's not like the preacher has never done or felt that, right? So. We, human nature, us, is is a better plan than you. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody else? Adrian? Uh, Do you think uh, Moses had an anger issue, or was it like the first few times he got mad? Probably he had an anger. I mean, he did murder somebody, so (laughs) I would say. (laughs) I'm feeling happy. Let me kill you. (laughs) Yeah, so probably he did. I mean, human nature is—he probably had an anger issue. Yeah, that that makes that makes more sense. It would be a rough rule if it was like the first time you ever got mad. <laughs> I've never been mad in my life. I got mad one time. That's it. Your destiny's over. So, it does. There are things the Bible obviously doesn't tell us uh, a lot of detail, but I think that's we can surmise that. Yep. Can't can't we look at that? It also is
1: where where Moses says we must bring out the is taken away from the glory of God. Yeah, Not just the hallowing and then the fact that he
0: struck the rock, it's like he has some sort of a power that that the rest of them didn't. Possibly but the hallowing is is when you are you are making God look different by by your anger. So that is definitely tied into it. So somebody else this is really just a, like a choice to put the need in the
1: your own emotions. Yes. And, and be, stay a servant throughout
0: you're feeling it like. Yep. Yeah. So that, and that doesn't mean that you never deal with there are things that need to be dealt with. Right? It doesn't mean that you never, you know, anybody can do anything wrong and you're not going to say anything for fear. No. But there's a right way to do it. I'm just telling you there's a lot of wrong ways to do it. Don't ask me how I know that. I read it in a book. <laughs> Somebody else. Thinking, thinking. I've heard uh, sermons
1: at you know conferences or uh, men's rallies where it seemed like two guys preached a very similar sermon as far as what they were saying. Yeah. but their tone was way different when you're talking about angry preaching are you talking about mostly delivery and tone and like demeanor or in what you're saying about?
0: You know, no 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 like I said in the first place is, is uh, like I said I challenge a man what he is seeing when he reads the bible is everything that irritates him it can, he's finding what he thinks is revelation but really why he's even choosing that is because he's mad in the first place So it affects that. And then of course in your delivery, yes. Both are true. Anybody else? Of course, I mean, if you if you are emotionless in preaching, you know, passion is a wonderful thing. You you can be passionate, worked up about something, but it's much better to be worked up about evangelism, lost souls, right, and the good greatness of God than it is just irritations. Then, you know, in fairness to Moses, he these people would have been extremely irritating, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, so there's nothing wrong with emotion. As I said, people who are emotionless, there's something stunted inside. That's, you, need, you need professional help if you feel no emotions. And, God, and you, don't, you don't stir, but all I'm just saying is irritation and anger are unhealthy emotions in preaching. It doesn't work well.
1: Uh, in the story, God spoke to Moses what he was supposed to do, and he acted out of emotion to do it. So, have you ever had it where God has spoken for you to preach a sermon, but you backed it out of emotion and preach a
0: sermon? Oh, right I've back. done many, 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 many things wrong. Yes, and I've, I, you, you fill in the blank. I've probably done it at some point in time. Uh, the point is, you mature, you age, you uh, you deal with your own insecurities and, and uh, everything. So, sure, I've done lots of things wrong. That's that's my joke. Don't ask me how I know. I know this from personal experience. This is not something I got out of a book. Right? So, but I I learned it didn't work well. So, yep.
1: Um, you mentioned that um, you'll preach and it's convicting, so someone will be might be offended. And, you know, it's, it's But you're preaching with conviction versus emotions. Um, how do you deal with someone that you're preaching? out of conviction and the word you're preaching facts you're not actually getting angry and causing problems and you know for a fact that you're not offending people but there may be a couple or in the church or someone that's really offended all the time and possibly even causing problems you know just getting really upset if you raise your voice or or just uh, getting offended by anything because they're taking it personally or Think you're attacking them. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole lengthy uh, uh, process. Obviously, praying for that person is you, know, you begin, they need help, right? They need help, they need healing. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding and cleared up. Uh, and then there's there's things that people are, because of what I, I said, what's in you will determine what you see and how you deliver it. On the other hand, uh, the Bible says, what's in you. Uh, will affect how you hear. There are people that are offended at everything a pastor says because there's something wrong in them. So I'm not sweating that. You know, that's, that's part of pastoring. I will not please everybody. And I settled that a long time ago. So I don't have to be tormented by it. If someone is irrationally and they don't, uh, I've tried to work it out and I can't, then that's on you. I'm, I'm going to sleep at night. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be tormented by somebody who's constantly upset at me either because that's a non-fixable issue. I cannot fix someone's insecurity. I can't fix rebellion. All I can do is pray, but then that's up to you to, to deal with as well. Yep.
1: Do you think uh, it would have been the same outcome for Moses if he didn't display his... Because his emo- he had that emotion in him. Yeah. If he had not displayed it to the congregation, if you were the people, but went to God with it,
0: would he have had the same result? The same result as far God as would have not, not. are you talking about, in this case, mm-hmm. the negative result was he was not able to enter in the promised land. Absolutely. Yeah, so it, it tells us apparently that was not the original plan. The original plan was for him to go into the promised land. Mm-hmm. So would he, if he controlled himself, theoretically, Course, we're and then just went to the Lord with that, emotion. yeah, yeah, or would have just restrained his his uh, emotion. So it was his public display of emotion that was, uh, judged. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you can feel all kinds of things in private, you know, and you can take those things to the Lord, just yeah. you don't. First, first rule of thumb in life don't say everything you feel <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's, that's not good I can have a lot of things in here <laughs> if it doesn't come out it gives me time to work it out Right? once you say it it's, it's done Now you have a whole range of problems
1: so if you're that guy uh, uh, but how do you uh, how do you change the way that you see
0: things well you gotta you gotta work out why so, so, number one is, the, the two biggest factors that affect perception, uh, number one is insecurity. When you have unhealed insecurity, it affects everything in life. Everything you see, everything you hear, everything you say, is, it, it is first of all, the insecurity that is eating away at you. Somebody disrespected you, somebody treated you badly, someone didn't affirm you, what, you know, whatever. In life, however, you were made to feel insecure. When you don't deal with that, it absolutely affects everything. So that must be—that's why it's crucial. I deal with men. You've got to deal with insecurity. You got to get healed of that. You got to get rid of your rejection issues, your daddy issues, however you want to put it. It must be healed, which God can. So it doesn't matter. I mean, God. We have every form of background in life, every form of trauma. So you can be healed, and you can get over that. For me, uh, he asked about problems. Many of my uh, mistakes, they were rooted in my own insecurity. That's number one. The second thing that causes you uh, more problems than anything else is pride. Pride is, how dare you not appreciate me? How dare you... Disrespect me in any way, and that's uh, we feel we're worth more. I'm, I'm special. How dare you? when well, it's life. Everybody is disrespected and and all that. So pride resents pride quickly. Uh, what does it say? Proverb says, "Only by con, by pride comes contention." So pride will make you upset easily. Well, you know why? You know, think about it. Why is it? Somebody driving down the road, and someone changed lanes without indicating, and the other guy wants to beat them to death or pulls a gun. That's a that's a little extreme for a lane change. So he's taking it personal, right? I know why you turned into my lane. It was a plot. You think I'm worthless? No, he didn't see. He was picking his nose. I don't know. Right? So pride. Those are two things. So the answer to those is repentance. Right? So you've got to, first of all, repent of your pride. And second of all, healing. You must get healing if that's, a, if that's caused by a wound. Yep. Then that makes you able. So in the last verse we read, what did Jesus do? He did not, uh, when he was insulted, and he didn't threaten. The Bible says, but he committed himself to the one who judges justly. And part of the reason why we, we take action is because we think it's our job to sort them out. Uh, you know, I learned a long time ago, I can't change anybody. So when if you think it's your job, then, then it is, you've got to hammer more because it's my job. You're not praying enough, reading enough, witnessing enough, giving enough, and my job is to make you do it. So that, that's what... Moses is, is, I'm going to make you not be a rebel, but you can't. Only God can do that. So, therefore, by committing to God, he's the one, as I said, there are people that I've, they irritate me, I committed them to God, and God got a hold of them, they changed. It's a much better plan. The Holy Spirit is much better at changing than I am. (laughs) And that is the understatement of the century. So, good. Somebody else?
1: So this would be something that we should be working on in uh, ministries
0: and witnessing yeah. and all of that? Absolutely. Every area of life, every area of ministry, if you recognize that you quickly take offense, that you speak to people rudely, that's, that's the process of life and discipleship is God is shaping you and preparing you. You're learning. When I was in a band, we went on out-of-town outreach for the first time, and, and the guy who was in charge of the hall, I'm giving him what I thought were basic directions, and the guys in the band said, you ticked him off. Well, that was good for me. I was like, wait, I need to check how I speak. I'm speaking to, to people in such a way that's offending them? That's not good. All right? So everything in life. That's why God puts you in, and some of you work jobs and your boss is mean. Good. That's helpful. You work with people that are unreasonable right now. You're you're in ministry with people who irritate the snot out of you. Those are not bad things. Those are all good because they they bring out what's in you. I'm a loving Christian until you do something I don't like. The Hulk comes out. Hmm. Maybe Hulk is not good. Maybe I should deal with Hulk inside. Right. So you know, uh, you definitely that's that's the point of teaching you this now. Of course, in preaching. It's is a file away. But the preparation of the heart, these are issues you no doubt deal with right now. So deal, deal with it. So that you get out, it's a much, uh, it can go much better for you if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Good. Anybody else? In dealing with your
1: emotions, that and pastoring, do you, does it take practice, or is it something that uh, you just have to pray about, I guess?
0: Again, if it's pride, it needs to be repented of. If it's insecurity, it need to be healed of. Uh, but any uh, self-discipline is a muscle, right? Every time you say no to self, it's, it's like literally it gets easier, right? And so uh, that, that's, that's the way it is. The more you learn to shut your mouth, the easier it becomes to shut your mouth. In the in the, in the first, it might be very very difficult. Yeah. Good. Somebody else. Any other questions? Sorry, oh, I didn't see your hand there. Yep. Well, there there are things that need to be dealt with. I mean, one of the one of the most basic skills in life is uh, is talking to the person that is offending you, All right? So that doesn't mean every little irritation in life you need to have a confrontation, but but there are things that are eating away at you. Talk about it. When I don't I don't even get that when people have uh, marriage issues, family issues, church or whatever, and you know it's it's they're they're ready to commit murder, but they've never talked to the person, and they've never learned the skill of talking without it, making it a knockdown, down drag-out fight, which is a skill. There's things you can do, things you can say to make the conversation go better. That's, that's part of life. That's why God wants you to be offended. Jesus said in Luke 17, it's impossible to not be offended. So obviously don't become bitter, but part of the process, Matthew 18, if your brother offends you, you go to him, you try to work it out. Not as an accusation. Listen, you stupid moron. I gotta, you wisely. Th- this is causing, we don't need this. We, we don't need to have this tension and conflict. Why? Let's fix it. Right? I just, uh, in the past week, I, I think it was last week, I uh, had a conversation, a man that I've had new, numerous conversations with him through the years. He's got a guy that, he says, it's always tension, it's always problem always a battle it's 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 bled out to other relationships and he said uh, I lose track of time and it seems uh, no maybe it er- maybe it was earlier this year he had a conversation with the guys like look this is always happening come on man what is really going on and finally got out of him what the guy's original offense was was able to sort it out he apologized look that p- part of it you're a little mistaken but part of it yeah okay I- I'm sorry I don't I want to have a good relationship and I got a report this past week is God has done a miracle in their relationship. And it's very getting along very good. Everybody else sees it. It's blessing because he talked. He was able to have a conversation that wasn't a shouting, accusation, screaming fit. And that's healthy. So if you can't do that, I'm, I'm going to stuff it, which is I'm encouraging you to restrain your emotion, but that doesn't mean you should never deal with things. So do it in the right way. Preaching issues that may be offensive, do it in the right way. So that's how I have to preach before God, okay, that uh, no doubt pierced people to the heart and somebody got upset about it, but not because I was offensive personally in my own emotion. That's, that's where you want to get in preaching anyway. Good. Very good, Okay.